0: Welcome to a new edition of the neon jazz interview series with new york city-based jazz trombonist eric goletts on the 2023 cd standardized eric has been quite busy since the pandemic began this is his third album in three years and there is plenty to like on standardized group size and makeup are seldom the same his charts always go into new realms there are special guests, and on this release, he has a six-piece string orchestra, along with the great saxophonist Don Braden. Eric is full of bravado and excitement for this album, live shows, and the future. Dig it.
1: Joe, I'm good, man. How you doing?
2: I'm wonderful. Great to hear from you again, man.
1: Yeah, likewise, man. It's been a
2: while. How's everything going with you? Everything's good, yeah. It's just been kind of a, a goofy couple of years on planet Earth, but other than that, it's all good.
1: Man, isn't that the truth? You know, it's like there's you know a time warp that it seems like we all went through. You know,
2: yeah, and it's weird because now like everybody's timeline skewed. Like you ask somebody, "Hey, you remember that?" And you're like, "Well, hold on, let me think about it," because everything's just been reshuffled. So, but it's it's so good to see the cats like you and the jazz communities waking up. Music's coming out. Um, I, I love the brand new album. And typically, I wait. Until I talked to the musician to play it, but I was so into Standardized, I already put it on the show. So I'm so happy to talk to you about it.
1: Well, oh, that's fantastic. I'm, well, I'm I'm very honored. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So before we get into Standardized, since we kind of touched on COVID, what's been going on, and it really swept through the musician community almost like a tornado. Talk to me a little bit about how you survived that time period. And, and how it's changed the way that you do things now.
1: First and foremost, probably, and I think most people, especially musicians, went through this. Is you know, when when everything hit, I mean, everybody found themselves with absolutely nothing to do. You know, there there were you know, in terms of like the, the workforce, you know, people who worked for worked in offices, you know, started working out of their homes and started doing that kind of thing. But you know, with musicians, when when it hit, I mean, there were no gigs, so you know, we were all sitting home practicing um so it was uh you know it was quite a quite a shock to uh try to you know figure out what we're you know what 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 what's going to happen and i think from my own perspective i i found the thing that i i i think that i didn't realize i was missing you know my my busy life before covid was time you know time to like really sit and and you know analyze and and kind of evaluate and reevaluate things that um you know were going on uh and it was actually it's it may sound kind of strange to say but you know in a way it's because of because covid hit and i was able to finally really like evaluate what I was doing I was able to actually focus on starting to record my own you know my own material my own you know and really put a band together that was that was for that rather than just you know doing the in the trenches gigs which is what we've all done for so many years you know whatever whatever the gig is that's where it is you know and and um, you know I I'd been wanting to Really focus on on you know my myself as not just a trombonist but as a composer and and, and arranger, and wh- you know when when COVID hit, I was able to organize my time so that I really could focus on that because there there wasn't a lot else going on. And so I I found throughout how negative so many things were at that period of time. I I felt like for me I was I was trying to. Turn that, you know, that into a positive for myself in terms of what I was doing from an artistic standpoint and from a career standpoint and, and um I, I felt like I was able to, I kind of felt like I, I, I caught a little fire there, uh, you know, cause the, the first year of COVID is when I put out my first album and then I've, uh, you know, done, you know, one a year since. And it's you know I, I felt like I've, I've built on the momentum one, you know um, after the next and and it's it, certainly creatively I, I, uh, because I started becoming you know because I really started focusing on it I started having more ideas that I could that I could write down at any given time so it was um, it's you know for me now it's turned it's turned into you know quite the positive thing in that I've been creatively able to do things that I've wanted to do for. 30 years that I've I've never done either because I've never really either been able to focus on it completely or had the time or had the money or, or any of that. And so it really kind of in the last two or three years, really all those things seem to come together. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you feel like I'm, I'm just, especially with this new album. I feel like I've, I'm on a wave that's that's starting to feel like, at least, it's starting to get some momentum. I mean, the last album got some really good airplay and got great reviews, and I'm just hoping that um, Standardized, which is a different concept for me, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it, uh, uh, you know, it it creates its own momentum too.
2: I have no doubt it will. It's such a it's such a, a rich, dense listen. And and I'm curious, the personnel, you know, Don Braden, there's a lot of names that are on this album. How did you go about not only picking the personnel for this recording, but how did you go about picking the songs It just all comes together really well?
1: Well, I mean, the, 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 the musicians, the core group of musicians on this album are, are my guys. I mean, we, you know, the, the, that have done, you know, that have been with me in, and I've, you know, but even before the album, like Steve Jones, you know, a legendary New York drummer, you know, I, I've been working with Steve for, for many, many years and, and certainly, you know, he was, he was, you know, going to be a part of this as was um, Jim Riddle. Um, you know, Jim and I go back, Jim and I went to college together. In fact, Jim and I, we've known each other for 40 years. I was, when we were in college, Jim, Jim had his wedding. He got married to Kathy and I was one of the ushers in his wedding. I mean, we go back that far, Uh, you know, so Jim and Jim and I reconnected um, a a few years ago, you know, we had, you know, gone, you know, we have, you know, been, you know, in the business and working with people and doing stuff and, and uh, we hadn't worked together in so long. And, and, um, uh, you know it just came together that we reconnected and and it's been great you know so he obviously was was a, a great choice for this album um and brian glassman great bass player you know these are guys that i've worked with you know for for in many different situations and for a long time and and i was thinking you know as with, with my previous album randy brecker was the guest and i knew i wanted to do do something on this album i knew i wanted to have A guest but you know i i knew it probably wasn't going to be a trumpet player because i just did that you know it was randy and at first i was thinking my first idea was i was going to get i was going to get another trombonist and do like a two trombone thing and you know i just kind of go with what i start hearing and and, you know hearing musically and I i wasn't nothing was really striking me with that, and I was thinking more about it, and I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, I think a sax. I think I, I mean, I, you know, especially I love the sound of soprano and trombone because, um, you know, the 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 textures of the instruments are completely different as are the tessitores, and they complement each other so well. And I, I know that, um, you know, over the years when I've had the chance to work with a with a, a soprano sax player, I've just always found it to be such a great combination with trombone and, and soprano. And so I was started thinking that, and then I started. Hearing it, and as soon as I started hearing it, and my then pencil goes to paper, I'm like, okay, this has got to be it. And just it was just around this time I was talking to Steve, uh, the drummer Steve Jones, and Steve was like, and I was saying, Steve, I'm thinking, you know, thinking a sax player would be great, and he was, he said, oh man, Don Braden is the guy. And it's funny because I was thinking about Don Braden while while never meeting Don. I certainly have been familiar with his playing for many, many years and and have always enjoyed enjoyed listening to him play. And and as it turns out, Steve, Steve knows Don really well. And so Steve put us in contact with each other and it worked out great. Don and I just hit it off immediately, both personally and musically and, and, uh, you know, the first rehearsal that he came to that we, you know, met, you know, Don and I are, you know, we're, we're both into fitness and we're both into all of this kind of stuff. We're, you know, exchanging ideas and philosophies. And, and then when we were playing together musically, it's just like we clicked. And it was just great. And, and in the studio that, the, you know, when we recorded and, and it was just, there was just like this chemistry and this energy with with me and Don that I, I felt. And, and then, you know, playing off the band and that recording session for this album was just and what a phenomenally positive, fun experience that was. We just played, and I think that of the fourteen tunes on that album, I think that I think probably seven of them were first takes, maybe eight of them. I don't remember. It was a lot. Wow. It's just like like we hit it, you know. And I've never been one in, when I go into the studio to like beat it to death, doing take after take after take. And you know, I'm not criticizing people, you guys who do, because there's a lot of guys that feel you got to do that. But for me. I think the spontaneous energy, when you're in the studio, and, and you know, you, 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 especially like the, that, that energy you get on the first take or the first couple of takes, you know, to me, once you start going beyond that, you start losing that spontaneity. You start losing that energy. And I don't like to do it. I mean, my, generally when I'm in the studio, if I can't get something in three takes, you know, I'm going to leave it. You know, maybe we'll come back to it, you know, the next day. But for that day, it's done. You know, because I just I want to I, I don't want to I don't want to get bogged down with having to take so many takes because it, at what point you know it's like what 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 is the point you know maybe maybe the, the rhythm section maybe it was a little tighter on this one maybe you know the soles were a little better on this one but I mean you start to nitpick and then I for me I think that loses loses perspective and I just know that I've been in so many sessions at different points where where you know I just looking at my watch. And I can't wait to get out of there because I just don't want to play this particular tune another time. So I just, I just, in my pers- in my approach, when I go in with my band, you know, I want to hit it. I want to hit it hard and I want to capture that energy. And that's why, you know, when I go into the studio with the band, I go in really well rehearsed, well prepared so that, that you know, all of that stuff is out of the way and we can, we can get right to playing the music and not trying to figure out charts. And, you know, I, I understand because of logistics, you know, when recording albums, you can't, there's not always a lot of rehearsal time. So, you know, some certain, things may have to be worked out in the studio, but, but, you know, I'd like to go in with, you know, rehearsed and prepared and be able to get right to the energy. And so I, I feel that, that we accomplished that with this album, you know, we didn't over rehearse it. And I think in my arrangements for it, I, I try to keep them less complex and and more just about the energy and the, the interaction from soloist to soloist. And, and uh, you know, and I think that it really, it, I feel like we we captured it, and I feel like the, the, that energy of like how you know Don and I played off each other and and how the band played off of him and me and the whole thing was just it was absolutely it was absolutely great and of course then once with the um we got you know you got the whole thing solidified with him then i was i started thinking too, you know that like these two michelle the grand tunes and and I was thinking you know it would really be great to have a vocal tune on the album, maybe two. Um, you know, just as a different color, and because so far on the album we have we have things that are just a trio, we have things that are a quartet. You know, there's certain things that are just me and rhythm section, and then there's things with uh, me and Dawn. and then the, you know, so the the group kind of varies in size, even though it's it's all the same group. It's just that the arrangements kind of give different tastes and different textures throughout the the album. There's like always something different each tune. It's not like you know, it's seven pieces for 14 tunes it's you know it's it's always broken up and i thought that the vocal color especially since i hadn't done that in any of my previous recordings would be something that i would like to do and um the the uh the first tune that hit my mind was uh nature boy because that's I've, I've just always loved that that uh tune it's always been something to that tune that is always kind of have a haunting melody and and there's a there's a real message there you know, lyrically, when you really take time to listen to it, and especially when you consider the guy who composed it, Eden Abed, and his whole, you know, where he came from and his his whole um, um, background, I, I just thought that's the tune I wanted to do. And I, and I and my first thought was I don't I don't want to do it instrumentally. I want to do it vocally. And um, LeJuan Carter, who is the vocalist on the album, is, is um, you know she has sung with everybody and been around and played with everybody, and I've known Lawan for. 30 years you know we 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 we've done so many gigs together in so many different situations And, and uh you know when i started thinking about vocals for the album she was my first um she was she was my my first uh thought my first choice because i've always enjoyed performing with her i've always enjoyed listening to her interpret songs and and uh you know her color uh in terms of what she does vocally and so you know i so once i put that piece into place with, with, you know, getting to the two vocal tunes on the album and then the tunes with Dawn and then the rest of the tunes in terms of how it spread out from quartet to trio to quintet to all of that. I, I, I felt it had, you know, the, the, it had a really nice broad range of dynamic as a whole, you know, from, from beginning to end. So, um, so I'm I'm just super thrilled with with uh, how it's come out. I'm super thrilled with with some of the responses I'm getting from it. And I'm, like I'm honored that you've already played it on your show. I mean, come on, man, it's not even out yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and that that gives me a great backdrop. I mean, even from the the real genuine improv first take kind of feel, I, I feel that burst of energy that's in it. But you know, the other part of of your life is is live shows. Have you noticed that the crowds are different now that live music is picking up? And also, are you going to pick up live shows more with this new album and showcase it for people?
1: Oh, I definitely am. That, that's definitely in the in the plan. Um, it,
2: because, you know,
1: I feel like, like, like now, especially with live shows, I think there's an appreciation for them that not that, that people didn't have before, but, you know, and I don't even want to use the word complacent, but I think that because it was just, so par- so much part of what what was there, people kind of maybe took it for granted a little bit. And I think that now that it's coming back, I I feel that there's there's it, 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 people realize the value of it, you know, especially that we can you know go out now and and you know uh, you know that while I, I I guess the 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 you know the, the virus and all whatever stuff is never going to be completely gone. At least we can pretty much say the pandemic is in the rearview mirror and people aren't as afraid now you know of 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 being in in social situations but certainly i think that in live music situations i think there's maybe a greater appreciation for what what's going on there you know and i think that, that not just from the audience perspective but from the music, musician's perspective i mean i know myself i you know i just it's like it's almost like now a gift to be to be able to play in front of of people live and and really it how really important it is really important from a cultural Standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, and you know, in a world, in a crazy world that we live in, with so many crazy things going on and so many negative things, music is the one language that that transcends all of them because it's it's about people coming together and enjoying the the culture of humanity, you know, and it doesn't have to be politics involved in that. There doesn't have to be things involved in that other than the, the appreciation of the fact that this is music and music is, is, is what is kind of, it, it has woven through the thread of humanity since the beginning of time. And I think that for me, I mean, I, I, not that I ignore what's going on in the world. I just, I try not to let it, you know, get me down because it can be very negative and i just find that through the music I, you know i don't I, I never discuss that kind of thing because i don't i don't want to discuss it i want to put my my energy toward the what's positive in the world and for me the, what's positive in the world is being able to play music being able to write music being able to do it for people have people enjoying it and have 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 our culture as a whole appreciate the fact that 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 music and art and all those things are happening from from the love of humanity and from you know the fact that that you know part of perpetuating humanity is perpetuating its culture you know a humanity without culture is is dead you know it, it can't exist so you know i think from from that perspective we at least i know in my mind that the thought of going out there, especially with this band, you know, again, you know, getting this album out and playing live with this is, I think I've never been more excited, man. Now, you know, I've been in this business a long time. I've been playing the trombone a long time. And I just, I feel just like excited, like a, like a, you know, teenage kid, you know, playing with the, with the jazz band from the first concert.
2: And it, and it shows, it exudes so well. So I'm curious for anybody out there that wants to pick up the album, stream it, see you live. Where can they get all this information and get it all figured out so they can do that?
1: Uh, go to my website ericgolitz dot com. Um, you can you can go to the website. You can also go to the Cap Records website at jazzbeat dot com. You know, and have information. You can you can certainly you'll be able to um, download it, or you can buy physical copies of the CD from the CAP website. Uh, And 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 when I have information about when we're going to be playing, where we're going to be playing, that will be on my website. Um, In terms of you know, once once it releases next Friday the tenth, it'll be available on all the platforms: Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. So it will be available for downloading and streaming. Through there, through the CAP website, you know, all the, so it'll be readily available. You won't have to look hard for
2: it. Man, Eric, your exuberance for the music is always so refreshing and great to hear. It's great to catch up with you. Good luck with the album, and I'm sure we'll speak down the line because this is coming out. These albums are coming out at a regular clip.
1: Well, thank you, Joe. You know, it's an honor for me to to be on your show and talk to you, and I'm so happy to share it with you. And I really, uh, really enjoy getting your feedback on it. And as always, it's a a pleasure to uh, spend a little time with you, and I, I do look forward to it again, man.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Eric for his time, enthusiasm, and stories. If you want To hear more interviews, visit Neon Jazz Interviews at either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, or you can visit us at the home of Neon Jazz at the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
2: Neon Jazz.